Seeking Cinderella by Deirdre Dwyer. Presented by Broken Crow in association with Garter Lane Art Centre. Episode 1. Parisian People. Are you ready for bed, Cara? Are the mice safe in their little house? Yes, Sandrine. Asha, Dusty, into the mouse palace. Excellent. Have you brushed your teeth? Yes, of course. Uh, Sandrine, will you read to me? You haven't wanted me to read you a story in a long time. I know, but could you? Oui, bien sûr. What will it be this evening? The tales of that Percy Jackson? No. I know it's a bit babyish, but could you read Cinderella to me? Sandrine? Yes, but in English, please. When Mam used to read it to me, she always read it in English. May it is much better in French, ma chérie. You know, Monsieur Perrault, the one who wrote it down, he was from here, Paris. Cinderella was Mam's favourite. Ah, you are thinking of your maman. You are just like her, you know. Especially your smile. I can't really picture her face, not without looking at photos. And with Madame Michelle and her daughters here so much. Do you know Dad hasn't kissed me goodnight since, well, for ages? Your papa works hard to keep the hotel in business. And isn't it good not to see him so sad lately? Now that Madame Michelle has started to work with us? She's horrible. She keeps buying presents for me. Thinks her daughters like when they were my age. They're all stupid. She, Annika and Annabelle just want to be your friends. To get to know you a little. They will never, ever, ever be my friends. But can't you see? For the first time in three years, Liam is a little bit happier. So happy that he's forgotten all about me. Ah, uh, Cara, don't you have moi, Laurent, Eva and Erica? Not to mention the little mice. Just read to me, Sandrine. I don't want to talk anymore. Allo. You are warm and comfortable? Allons-y, I will begin. Once, there was a gentleman who married, for his second wife, the proudest and most haughty woman that was ever seen. She had two daughters of her own who were, indeed, exactly like... While Cara Creedon was being tucked into bed, on Rue Honoré across town, Hiroto Kobayashi was still hard at work. Hiroto, hurry up! Peel each one of those perfectly. There can be no waste. Yes, John claude Call me chef. Once you've done that, then you can tackle the stack of pots by the sink. Are there potatoes stuck to the bottom? What do you think? Right. And then clear up these sections and wipe them down. Yes, chef. Chef, when I'm done, will you taste my chocolate sauce? I've infused it with manganji chili peppers, so there is a little spicy kick to it. When did you have time to make that? Get back to work. If the washer-up has time to experiment with chocolate sauce, we are not working you hard enough. Quick, quick, hop to it! Cara Creedon liked to think Hotel Cara was named after her. It was the only home she'd ever known. The top floor was never rented out to guests, but instead it was where Cara had lived with her mother, Marie, Father Liam, and all the staff members who kept the hotel running. There was... Laurent, the chauffeur. I can drive you anywhere in Paris and never get stuck in traffic. I am also pretty handy to have around when you have a lift as old and clanking as the one at Hotel Cara. And... Erica, chief hygienologist. In other hotels, they might call me the washer-up, but not here in Hotel Cara. I keep everything squeaky clean. And... 
I am Madame Eva, chief waitress and also head of security. I am expert in taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, and juggling orders. And... Sandrine. I make all the beds in the hotel, keeping the rooms neat and tidy, and I take care of Cara when her parents are working. Cara's mother, Marie, was a magnificent cook. People travelled from all over the world to stay at Hotel Cara in Paris just to eat her delicious food. And her dad, Liam, did everything else, taking the bookings, welcoming the guests at reception, and repairing the things that always seemed to get broken. Or at least, that's how it had always been. That was until the year Cara turned seven. That was the year the terrible thing happened. That was the year that Marie, Cara's mum, died. She had gotten tireder and tireder and thinner and thinner. But she had been so busy working that she put off going to the doctor. When she finally went in the middle of the summer, she discovered she was quite sick. By autumn, she was very sick. And by winter, the sickness had overwhelmed her. She died just before Christmas. Making everyone very, very sad. For the next three years, they struggled on. But nothing at Hotel Kara was the same. Hiroto Kobayashi was only 12 years old when he left his granny in a small village in the south of France and headed to Paris, the culinary centre of the world. He had cooked every meal since he was five years old and was determined to become a chef. That was how he found himself securing a job at Chez JC in Paris. Because no one really takes you seriously as a chef when you're 12 years old, and because he was tall for his age, he pretended to be 16 and had been accepted into this fancy restaurant to do the dishwashing. At Hotel Cara, without Marie's expertise in the kitchen, the hotel got less and less busy. There was an air of sadness about it, and while Liam and Erica did their best in the kitchen, their best was not good enough. This was how Madame Michelle, an expert in parties and events, came to work at Hotel Cara, and how she and her daughters came into Cara's life. Girls, sit up properly. Take your feet off the furniture. Put away your phones. Hmm? Sure, Mama. Immediately, and I do not want to see them again. Liam is being very kind to us to let us have your 16th birthday party here at the hotel and it is going to be our showcase. Yes, Mama. It is just what the hotel needs. A glamorous party. It is going to be classic and exquisite. And you two need to be on your best behaviour. I don't want to let Liam down. It needs to be impeccable. Yes, yes Mama. Mama. Oh, I... Good morning, Cara. How did you sleep? What are you doing here? Why are you here? We thought it would be nice to take you to school this morning. Didn't we, girls? Sure. Yeah. Sandrine always takes me. You're growing up into such a lovely young lady, Cara. You won't need a nanny for much longer. I thought we could... What is that? Something small and furry just peek out from your sleeve. Oh, that's just dusty. Why isn't your little mouse in its cage, Cara? I'm looking for Asha. You mean, there might be a mouse running around in the dining room? Annabelle, Annika, stand up immediately. What? Mm -hmm. Annabelle, 
I said, put your phones away. One of Kara's furry creatures is missing. It's Asha. Is that the little grey mouse? Or the little brown one? The grey one. Dusty's right here. Can we help look? We don't have time. Girls, we must get going. Where is your coat, Kara? Are you ready to go? I'm not going anywhere. I've got to find Asha. Mama, if you we'll just be late. give us... Sandrine! Sandrine, where are you? Meanwhile, at Chez JC, Hiroto was already hard at work, polishing the cutlery in the dining room. No one noticed when he came and went. He was the last to leave and the first to arrive. So on his first day, he realised that it made sense for him to sleep at the restaurant. Every night, he gathered up old tablecloths and made a neat and cosy bed for himself under the stairs. This morning, he was already nearly finished polishing the cutlery with a napkin when a particularly slippery fork jumped from his cloth and landed under a table. What's this? A book. A kid's book. Cinderella by Charles Perrault. It must have been left behind by the family with the two little girls last night. When he had been waiting for the last plates and had peeped into the dining room, he had seen two little girls asleep at the table and watched as their parents had gently scooped them up, kissed their little heads and carried them quietly off home. Something in the well-worn cover of the book nagged at Hiroto's memory. It brought back a hazy picture of a boy and his grandmother going to see the old cartoon film of Cinderella at the cinema. The old woman had loved it and held the little boy's hand throughout the film, only letting it go so he could eat the salty popcorn from the bucket on his lap. I look after it. Then it will always be here whenever they come back to collect their book. Back at Hotel Cara, Madame Michelle was not happy. What's all this? Liam, I'm just trying to... I mean, we'll be late for school if we don't get going now. I can look for the little mouse. Dad, Asha's missing. I'm not going to school until I find her. But Michelle was going to bring you to school this morning. And you should already be gone. Look at the time. You know Asha will appear when she gets hungry. No, I'm not going with them. I want to find her now. I was thinking we could pick up a treat from the bakery for your 11 o'clock break on the way. Then Sandrine can put her feet up here after she looks no, for... No, I'm not going with you. Ma, if we just have a little look... I don't want us to be late. Come now, Cara. No, I'm not going with them. Why can't they just go away? I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm sorry, girls. I don't know what's gotten into her. Maybe it is better if I take her this morning. You can try again tomorrow, perhaps? Right. Okay, well, thank you, Sandrine. She's not a bad little girl, madame, but she is just... I just want her to like us. It might take a little patience from you all. I don't think we have much choice. All right, girls. Come along. We better get going or else you two will be late for school as well. Bye, Sandrine. Bye, Liam. See you, girls. Au revoir, mesdames. Are they gone? Cara Cridon. How dare you talk to anyone like that? She was interfering. You know she hates Asha and Dusty. Not everyone likes mice, Cara. Well, they are just horribly horrible. No, they are not. They only want to know you. Though when you are being so rude, I do not know why. Don't be fooled, Sandrine. Didn't you hear her? You won't need a nanny much longer. Megara. That's enough of this nonsense. Kara, 
You have to go to school. Mouse or no mouse. I know, I know, but I'm just... That's enough. And I want you to apologise to Michelle. But Dad... Go get your coat and put Dusty into the mouse palace. You have been listening to the voices of Sophia Furlong, David Marchant, Devlin Lunergan, Aideen Wilde, Joe Marr, Nicholas Kavanagh, Jackie Kelleher and Deirdre Dwyer and the music of Anthony O'Dwyer. For further information about the cast and crew, go to deirdredwyer.com. The illustrator for episode one, Parisian People, was Dermot Flynn. Seeking Cinderella was written while Deirdre was in residence at the Irish Cultural Centre in Paris in November 2021, supported by Driacht Blanchardstown. It was recorded and made in Waterford in the winter of 2022 and was only possible thanks to the support of the Arts Council of Ireland, Creative Waterford, Waterford City and County Council Arts Office and the Everyman Cork. <laughs>